talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Bag of bad champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. Then throw Boyd in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, showing boys how they really gritty. They try to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, ride to the go and get it. Never know what's gon' happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. Ain't came across nobody yet, it seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Vaughn gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse base in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field We can't go back to what we was cause that's the loser way It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eh? It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash Every week it seem like Lou digging deeper in his bag And if the game on the line, all my favorite money match I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. That's right, they gotta play us. What's going, y'all? On y'all, welcome to the show. This is Bengals Talk with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,000. Where's that? I wrote it down here. 2,148. Yeah, 2,148. Hey, Raybone. Hey, right. 2,148 subscribers. I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Bengals Talk with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. Every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, we're doing uh, exclusively a YouTube chat crew. We're doing super chats. So if you got a question you want to ask Brian or Big Sandwich Greg, or Dale, you know, you got to get Dale to say something crazy. Give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down here, the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property major needs and your rental needs. And you know what? I wear it every single day. I got the hat on today. You got the flag behind me. got the beer. Jackpot Joey 9. If you want any of the gear or anything like that, go to jackpotjoey9.com. We'll get you hooked up. And remember, portions of every purchase goes to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund and the Joe Burrow Foundation. All right. What's up to everybody in the chat? Stranger, you are first today. And if you were first yesterday, my apologies. I didn't see you there. You know, I, I don't know what I was doing. 
Anyway, we got Porkchop in there, Kenny in there, we got Crip, uh, Holmes in there, and Michael. What's going on, guys? All right, let's get to this thing. We have, first of all, I got to get to my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend. He's Dale. What is up? <laughs> let's get the big savage. What up? That wasn't as cool. Uh, that was terrible. Yeah. That, was, that was horrible compared to what Dale did. They got to play us. <laughs> That's better. All right, let's get to the reason we're all here. He's Brian. What's going on, Brian? How you doing, man? Hey, guys, I got to tell you, I got to step up my backdrop game. You guys are uh, way, way ahead of me here uh, as far as that goes. <laughs> Well, we, we, we've had years of practice, or, or we just have no lives, so we just buy Bengals crap and stick it all over the place. <laughs> it's this is my safe space for my wife, Brian, in my garage. So, you know, I get to actually decorate down here. I spend all my money on Marvel Funko Pops, so it's okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, a lot of Funko Pops in my home as well. <laughs> exactly. All right, Brian. So, for some people who don't know who you are, I think most people do, but give us a little background of who you are and, and uh, what what you're all about. I mean, I. Born and raised Mobile, Alabama, still live down here, home of the Senior Bowl. So I've been credentialed media to the Senior Bowl now for eight or nine straight years. I called the Senior Bowl on the radio the last three years, uh, local radio broadcast. So I got that. Um, and I started with Draft Countdown two years ago. We, uh, Me and my partner, Shane P. Howell, we took it over from Scott Wright's, one of the oldest draft websites out there. It's been going since 1997. Uh, Scott didn't want to see it go when he got out of the business, so asked me and Shane to take it over, so we did. Uh, I started DeepFriedDraft.com in 2012, and it kind of just merged it into Draft Countdown last year because, well, I only got so much time on my hands. I can't do both. I've been a Bengals fan since I was probably five or six years old, circa 1985. Uh, don't ask me how somebody who's born and raised in Alabama gets, <laughs> becomes there. It's, it's just a thing. I, I don't remember. This is a very long time ago. Don't remember how it happened, but I'm here now and have been here for through the, the lost decade and everything else and here for this resurgence now. Um, and this is draft is my game, man. It's, it's what I do at least 11 months out of the year. I take one month off in the summer to kind of decompress and uh, just kind of get away from draft and football in general as much as I can and then uh right back at it again for the next draft. So my, there you go. Who day guys? This is my kind of guy right here. I, yeah, I figure you, you, you this know. is this is your you, you could be your your new best friend. I can feel Pro- right probably here. man. I, I'm obsessed with the draft Brian as well. I've got my like I fill out like this with my prospects. I've just my own little format of it and then now I actually started ranking them by numbers but but uh, I've got next year's already queued up. Uh, spreadsheets are your friend. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. I uh, I used to do it all pen and paper, and then I discovered the wonderful world of Excel, and I'm like, this is a much better way to do things. <laughs> right. But, yeah, right. I imagine a lot of long-term Bengals fans are are draft nicks at heart because that was the only thing you really had to look forward to every year. Was <laughs> pen and paper <laughs> is still part of my process, okay? <laughs> He's even got highlights. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I still write everything down too. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, that's the start. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing you you brought up is is uh, and I, I, this is a story I want to tell. While I was on vacation, but the lost decade and and being a Bengals fan and all the tough years. Now I was on vacation last week, and this happened twice. So we were out at Myrtle Beach walking around or whatever, and I'm wearing Bengals stuff. And this kid walks up to me. He goes, "Go Bengals!" Who day gives me a fist bump? 
I'm like, all right, let's go. And and then I was at the Rays game, and I just being stupid yelled who day. And somebody goes, hey, that's the Bengals. I'm like, yeah. Now, I, I do this because three years ago I went down. I was wearing my Joe Burrow jersey, and this guy from Philly is like, Bengals? Why are you wearing the Bengals? Three years later, people are fist bumping me because I'm wearing Bengals stuff. Like, it's it's awesome how things have changed. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Brian, but I I love it. I mean, I'm sure you do too, but I mean, go through the whole lost decade and the 80s and lose them, watch them lose two Bowls, not three, kind of sucks. But it's just, what's the resurgence for you as a, as a longtime Bengal fan of, of where they're at now? I'll say this. During the Super Bowl run, I never believed it. It was like, <laughs> It was hard to like. I wanted. I still had that all those years of okay. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Then last year, I was like, okay, now I expect to win. Right now, I I go in every game. They lose. What happened? Why did they lose? Not okay. They lost. Who cares? Let's move right. on to the next week. Right. Now it's like now I expect them to win or be in every single football game, and that's why the AFC Championship game. Was a, it, the AFC Championship game hit me harder this year than the Super Bowl did the year before. That's it. That's where I was at the AFC Championship game. And for some reason, I was pissed. I mean, don't get me wrong, but the Super Bowl was worse <laughs> for me. But I just, I, I we expected it. But it's kind of like, for me, I'm kind of like, we're going to be back here. So I'm like, I don't want to keep going and losing, obviously. We, like, we got to get this done. But it, it's like you said, it's more of, it's an expectation now. Like, Brian, we expect to win the Super Bowl now, dude. I mean, Whoever thought that would have happened being a, a natural expectation for the Bengals? Unless you were a consistent glass half full guy, which I'm not. I am a glass half empty guy all day long. <laughs> but uh, the, the Super Bowl run was special to me for no other reason. That was the first time I'd ever saw a game in Cincinnati. Okay. Season. I, I had never been on an airplane before in my life. And the week of the wild card game against the Raiders, that Monday, I looked at my wife. I said, I want to go. So booked a plane ticket, booked a hotel, bought the ticket, just went by myself, flew by myself, went up, watched the wild card game, saw 31 years of just futility ended, <sighs> cried like a baby in the yep. state. Don't care who saw me. And just that whole scene downtown after the game was so fun. And like, I didn't want to leave the next day flying out that Sunday, coming back to Mobile and then it was so – but the crazier part about that was was it It was cold that weekend. It was yeah. cold, cold, cold. and Especially from a guy from Alabama. <laughs> yeah. I, I had four layers on what enough. Uh, but I didn't see snow until I got back to the Atlanta airport. Snowed in Atlanta. Oh, didn't wow. snow on me in Cincinnati. Snowed in Atlanta. So, that, that, yeah. I thought that part was wild. That's interesting. You, you, Okay, Brian, right. adding on what you're saying, like when Bengals used to, I used to always have this mentality, look, I'm going to expect a loss because I don't want to get my hopes up and all that. That's how I used to be. People will even say, great, that's kind of negative thinking. I'm like, look, I just don't want to get my heart broken. But now, like you said, the last year, I expect to win. I said, we will win. Even if it looks like it could easily be a loss, I said, no, we're going to win this damn game and all that. Every single game, I expect to win. That mentality I have. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so we're rolling into this year. Okay, guess I'm yeah, I was at the game in New Orleans because obviously that's home base for me as far as NFL goes. It's two hours, two hours down the road. So I was at that game this year, and that game was looking a little dicey, but at no point did I think we were gonna lose that football game. Oh yeah, dude. I had people blowing me up on my on my Twitter and text. What are we doing? We're gonna look like calm down, it'll be fine. Then all of a sudden, Jamar Chase broke one open. I'm like, 
See? <laughs> like, well, no, but, no, no, strawberry. We were at the theater for that. Yep, you, me, yep. Karen, St. Tori, yep. Bengals, and Bird. We were at the theater for that. Yeah, I was sitting next to Matt the whole time. I was trying to get him to calm down. <laughs> he, he was getting a little upset. I'm like, it'll be all right. It'll be all right, Matt. We'll be fine. And like I said, yeah. we, we came back and, and jackpot to, to Jamar. And the rest is history, man. All right, so we're rolling in the, into this year. And what they did in the offseason, they got Orlando Brown, which shocked all of us. You know, I mean, I don't think anyone thought that Orlando Brown was going to be a Cincinnati Bengal. You got the offensive line. We got Jonah Williams, who doesn't necessarily want to play right tackle. You got Darnell Wright, who maybe could be there at 28, maybe not, probably not. Dewan Jones, that's a guy that I think might be a reach at 28. Where, where are you at at 28, Brian, what, 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 with the Bengals? I was I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and, and two years ago, this was a lot easier. We're picking five. Right. You know, the, the choice was two players, right? It was yep. either Jamar or Penny Sewell. Yep. They got that one right. I was team chase all the way, by the way, just yep. throwing that out there. But now there's and, – and with last year picking uh, 31, this year picking 28, there is just so many variables that go into play. Like just last year, I don't think Dax Hill's on this team if George Karloftis falls one more spot. I think that's, we're taking – That's who that guy wanted <laughs> I think we're taking Carl Loftus at 31 if he's on the board, but you know, Dax Hill and now I'm fine. We're, we're okay. But it's so you mentioned Darnell Wright and the right tackle position. And I think that's a lot of people are going to scream. Still, we got to protect nine. We got to protect nine. Listen, if they don't get a right tackle in the first two rounds this year, Jonah Williams is the right tackle next year. He can bitch, he can moan, he can do whatever. He's not turning down $12.5 million to sit at the house. That's He's going to play right tackle and deal with it. Now, whether he plays it well or not, we'll see. Right. But if he plays average right tackle, it'll be fine. We'll, we'll see what happens next year. Um, so, But to address right tackle in the first two rounds or in the first round specifically, you mentioned Darnell Wright from Tennessee. He's long gone. Okay. I mean, you're now starting to see the national media mock him as high as nine Dude is not making it to 28. Right, right. You mentioned Dewan Jones from Ohio State. I, too, don't know that the value is going to be there right. at 28. But I also can't get the vision out of my head of 6'8", Orlando Brown, 6'8", Dewan Jones on either side. And with the with the run scheme, I think they're wanting to run where they're basically just putting five guys to lean. I, I think he'd be a good fit, but I don't know that that's where they're going to go. Uh Tight end is mentioned a lot. They they've got a stopgap with Irv Smith. If Irv Smith can stay healthy for 17 games, great. But it's he hasn't done it in his four years in the NFL so far. While what's to expect, he's going to do it now. Right. So I think if Dalton Kincaid from Utah or Michael Mayer from Notre Dame are on the board at 28, they're definitely in play. Especially Mayer, I think he's a more all-around guy. I think the the Bengals met with Kincaid at the combine. They've had a top 30 visit with him. I think if he's available, I don't think he will be, but I think if he's available, he's definitely in play. Uh, A position that I don't know that a lot of Bengals fans are openly thinking about, but they should be, is corner. We were just talking about that on on the other Bengals and Bruce show. I mean, we've got a woozy A in the final year of his deal coming off an ACL. Mike Hilton is a slot. He's asked about Forbes since you brought, brought that up. So. And, and, and yeah. we'll be getting – and that is exactly where I was going with this line <laughs> of talk thinking here. Um, and you've all – but we got Cam Taylor-Britt last year. I think he's going to be a damn fine player. Uh, 
But Emmanuel Forbes, I do believe, will be there at 28 for the sole purpose he's an outlier player. The Bengals have said that they have taken chances on outliers before. Normally it's later in the draft, but they have taken chances on outliers before. What makes him an outlier is the fact he's 166 pounds. He looks like he's 146 pounds if you see him on the field. Dude is skinny, knees to ham sandwich quick. <laughs> but what you can't teach is his instincts and his ball skills and his length and his speed and athleticism. He just blew away all the testing at the combine. And he had three pick sixes last year. He's had six in his career. I want to say he had six interceptions in total last year. And if there's a play that you're going to see on his highlight reel once he's drafted. He His instincts, football IQ so good as Will Levis tried to throw a little quick tunnel screen. He jumped it because he immediately saw it from the tape and everything and immediately jumps it and takes it all the way back. Emmanuel Forbes, I think, might be one of the top players available on the board for the Bengals at 28. Uh, depending on if some of these edge guys fall, I think, those guys, and it also could be depending on what kind of run goes ahead of them. Right. Uh, the only positions I'm really ruling out at 28 are quarterback, safety, and running back, not running back, uh, wide receiver. Those are the only three positions. I think corner and linebackers will. I don't think linebackers are really going to be play either. But corner, interior defensive line, edge, even interior offensive line, offensive tackle, tight end, running back, I think could be in play. And when I say running back, it's basically could be one or two guys. Bijan Robinson from Texas, who is some considered the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. At least and since Jamie- Saquon. Since Saquon, at least. Yeah, at least since Saquon. But there are some, including my partner at Draft Countdown, who thinks he's the best since Peterson. And uh, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama is the other guy that if if we see tight ends and offensive tackles and corner, all these guys are gone. Like there's big runs. And then, I mean, I think a trade back is also in play as well. And I would love that. But Jameer Gibbs is a guy, I think in this offense, scary stuff. All right, Dale, what do you got on on what you just said there? No, I mean, the positions, uh, one that you didn't necessarily drill down too much on was the interior D line. I think Kansi's probably gone. What are your thoughts on him? And then uh, Brzee from Clemson, if he's around. And then, honestly, other than those two and Jalen Carter, I don't know that there's a fit till you get. I, I like Audible Warrior from Northwestern, but I'm waiting till at least second or third or later at D line at that point. Uh, let me say this about Audible Warrior: is I don't think he's an interior defensive lineman. I think he's an edge guy just based off his size and measurements and his pass rush ability. I would, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't hate that pick at 28 as a defensive end, depending on what else is on the board. Uh, but I, I too don't think that uh, that's where they would go. Uh, but with Cansey, he's another, I mentioned outlier with Forbes. His arm length would be the shortest arm length of any interior defensive lineman drafted since. I mean, and if you look at the list of interior defensive linemen with his arm length, that have been drafted, there is not a whole lot of success stories uh, to, to go with. Now, I'm not saying that he's not going to be a successful one for where he very well could be. I don't know that if that's a chance I want to take mm-hmm. uh, at 28. Uh, but I'm with you. I also think he's probably going to be gone before then anyway. Um, and you, like Jalen Carter, all the off-field troubles he's had, it's, it's not going to matter. He's not going to get that near that far down. 
Did I did I hear this right? Did Jan Carr did he fin- was he too out of shape for his pro day? Did he finish it? No, he okay, did I'll, not. I'll, okay, he did not. He did not finish his pro day. Yeah. In defense of Jalen Carter on that, he did have a lot going on right. in his personal life at that point in time. If I'm not mistaken, he was in the his court case or whatever ended the day before. Probably right. not a whole lot of mentally there for his pro day. Now, granted, he shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with, and that's a whole other set of issues, but I don't think he's getting out of the top ten. You still think he's in the top ten with, with all that stuff going on? I, I think so. I think his floor at this point is uh, ten to Philadelphia. I think okay. that's his okay. absolute floor. All right, let's go ahead. Here. Uh, Michael uh, Madden here he said, who uh, in the draft is not on anyone's radar that you would like to see uh, Cincinnati take? You know, if we're looking in a third round, maybe even in a second round at an offensive tackle, I'm not hating on Tyler Steen from Alabama. Uh, I think he tested very well at the Combine. Uh, starter at Vanderbilt, transferred to Alabama this year, uh, and has played left and right tackle. He even played some interior at the Senior Bowl. So he's a guy I think maybe not in the second round, but if he's still on the board the third round, I, I, I take a shot there. Uh, there's a couple of defensive ends that if they were to fall into that third round, you know, Andre Carter from Army is very interesting because I loved him coming into the season, but he has not had what you call a great process afterwards. Uh, Terrible process. Terrible process. But I don't know how much of it's his fault because you think of the life of a cadet, right? And the and they can't they they can't lift like you can at Ohio State, right? So his fundamental strength's not going to be up there with your Georgias and Alabamas. And it got exposed big time at the senior bowl and then continued through into the combine where he didn't test well, because guess what? He can't go off to Exos or any of these other training facilities, right? Cause he's got military obligations to take care of. Mm-hmm. So that part is like, I'm trying not to hold that against him. I'm trying just to look at his tape. But when you've got all these other, defensive end prospects that are able to test and put those numbers out there. It's kind of hard not to move them ahead, but pick 90, whatever we've got in the third round, you could probably do a lot worse of a gamble than Andre Carter in in that position uh, further down the line. And um, if they don't get a corner in the first round, I would love for them at 60 to back up and go with um, Darius Rush from South Carolina Obviously, you see the Gamecock helmet behind me there. There's a Gamecock tattoo on my right arm. Uh, I'm not saying I'm partial to – but his – where Andre Carter's process has been straight down, Darius Rush from season on has been straight up. He got challenged a lot this year at South Carolina because teams were not throwing to Cam Smith, who could go in the first round, could be a Bengals target at 20. I was going to say, we got to bring up Cam Smith just for Matt Lawless. Could be a target at 28 uh, for the Bengals as well, Cam Smith. But Darius Rush, uh, his great length ball skills, dude was running routes for the uh, in front of the receivers at senior bowl practices. Man had four interceptions in a senior bowl practice, but I've never seen it before in all of my years of going there. It's it was insane the way he did. Then the combine just blew that away as well. So Darius Rush uh, pick sixty, I think, is a uh, would be a good target. Good, Greg. You guys, you guys on? Yeah. So I was telling these guys, I, 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 I'm just paranoid. I mean, tight end. I'm not going to freak out if we don't pick a tight end twenty eight. My first question is, do you think Michael Mayer 
or Dalton Kincaid will be there 28. And after that, Tucker Craft, in my opinion, is my second favorite tight end in the draft. I am bet I'm just hoping he's there at the end of the second round. But my big fear is there could be a big run on tight ends, you know, first, second, or third round. Do you feel like we have to take a tight end in the first three rounds or whatever? I would love, like I said, and this is my this is why I I, I see it 28. And like if in the scenario you said if Mayor and Kincaid are off the board. Maybe somebody, maybe somebody wants to get that fifth-year option on Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee, and they want to trade back into the first round. I would yeah. love the Bengals to move back, pick yeah. up a four, pick up I a six. I can see them doing that. I really do, especially if it's gone. And there's precedent for them to move down in the right. first round. They've done it before. Move up, that's only what happened one time. Yeah. But move down, they they like they've done that and showed that and and Duke feel, wants more picks. Duke likes more picks. So that's right. Right now they're only at seven. Right. I feel like they need to get at least to eight or nine to accomplish everything I think they want to do. Because if you don't get those yes. extra picks, and I see a lot of people saying, well, we need to draft a punter, you know, late. Well, you're not doing that if you've only got seven picks. You've right. got to get some extra capital or that, or you're just pissing a pick away. Yeah, Same thing with that. doubling down. People talk about doubling down on tight end. Right. And, and you can't do that unless you get some extra <laughs> yep. picks. I, I, love, I love the idea of doubling down at tight end, especially yes. in this class as deep yes. as it is. If you move down out from 28 and you get into, like, say, the 38 to 40 range, then you bring Sam Laporta from Iowa into play. Yes. Yes. I yeah. think Luke Musgrave from Oregon State comes into play then. And you mentioned Tucker Craft. Great, great player. You know, can he be as good as Dallas Goddard, uh, his for another former South Dakota State tight end? I, I think it's on the table. And then in the fourth round, let's come back and get Zach Koontz from Old Dominion. Let's get that athletic freak uh, who can't block a lick. But, you know, hey, just 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 run the seam and, and open that up. Brenton Strange from Penn State's another uh, tight end that could be available in the fourth, fifth round area. And then you get further down, there's a couple of guys, maybe late. Blake Whitehart uh, from Wake Forest is a guy to remember uh, later on in the draft, maybe sixth, seventh round. And there's a there's a the Bengals actually had him in for a visit the other day, and I think he's a priority free agent, and I think that's why they brought him in. But Johnny Lumpkin from Louisiana, I've been following this guy for like three years. I write a column on the Sun Belt every Saturday, you know, because I'm in that part of the country here, right, right. and I've seen him play for the last two years. I think he's a couple meals away from maybe being an offensive tackle, but he's one of the best blocking tight ends in this draft class, and as a priority free agent, I think you could do a lot worse. Than bringing him in, his production not great, you know, because they never really threw him the ball. I don't even know, you know, how great of a receiver he really is, but I know he's a great blocker, and I think he'll be a hell of a special teams player. And you know, Darren Simmons is going to any any of these priority free agents. That's if if they can't do that, there's no sense in even bringing them in. Yeah, the only thing I'll bring up about the two tight ends you brought up, Kincaid and Musgrave. How how concerned are you with their their injury history? The Kincaid, it's a back. I hurt my back. I'm not a football player, and I'm I'm. Yeah. I'll be 48 years old tomorrow, so I'm I'm, I'm older. But I mean, once you hurt your back, it's it, it doesn't get better normally. I, and they're gonna play football, so that's my concern with Kincaid. Not as much with Musgrave as ankle, but where, where are you out of those two with their injuries? I, I agree completely with you. Musgrave only played two games this mm-hmm. year, uh, but man, God, he can stretch the field yeah. so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, but with Kincaid, you're right with the back. But there was another tight end prospect that came out. I don't know how many years ago it's been now that 
back was his which why he fell into the second round. Yep. So, Greg's favorite player. Yep. Favorite not player not saying that Kincaid is Rob Gronkowski, but I will also say Dalton Kincaid's the best receiving tight end in this draft class. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Greg, Greg and I were, were going going at each other in the previous show about this because I, I just for me the Bengals are in a Super Bowl window. We need somebody who is a could be going to be there. We already have a tight end now that's you just said might not play the whole season <laughs> in Irv Smith. Right. I'm afraid to have another one. That's just that's just me. You know, there's more multiple guys in there that we can get that could plug and play and maybe not be as good a receiver, but still could be. If we get craft, that'd be great. So I mean, that's where I'm. Kind of more leery on Kincaid just because of the the back issue. Yeah, I think Kraft or Mayor and Kraft are your uh, two probably best all around. Like if you combine blocking, receiving, all right. that together, uh, I think Mayor's you know obviously the higher competition. And you know people don't they they want to just because they saw how all these other tight ends tested they bring they want to bump Mayor down, but Mayor created its own separation. You look at the tape, man, he gets open. Yes. Yeah. You know, despite the what perceived limited athleticism. So, and he, he's a local kid too, right? Yep. Since yeah, he played high school like in Cincinnati. So you have that feel good story there as well. If you know you can get him at twenty eight. Good, Dale. You're, you're going to say something about uh about Gronk, Dale, or not Gronk? About baby Gronk? <laughs> uh, well, Mayor, no. Mayor. Uh, so there was a take out here, and Greg had Matt Minich on, who gave the take that it was. Mayor is our wise sample. Yeah, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Because the production, the just not even close to the same type when it comes to receiving. What are your thoughts on that take? Comparing compare, uh, Mayor to, to Drew Sample. <laughs> Who had 25 catches his senior year for like 200 yards. Mayor had more than that in about a four-game stretch. <laughs> he had double that his first year in school. Yeah, and, and let's and let's also not look at the fact that uh, Michael Mayer, did, I mean, no offense to Notre Dame, but not exactly the – how many All-American quarterbacks have you seen roll through there the last three years as well? So, I, I no, I Michael Mayer, I think he's tight in one on my board. Same, you know. Yeah. So, and, and why, and why is he dropping though? So, I mean, so I, I've heard more the athleticism. I mean, that, that's that's it. I mean, that's we I mean, see what he's done. I mean, it's, to me, he's baby Gronk. I mean, he he is. He, that's where I, I'm. I I would love it. I mean. Greg already said he's going to take a shirt off and run around the the, the, the room if they if they uh, draft Mayor, but I mean that's I would love to get Michael Mayor. I mean, you look at an apples to apples comparison from the combine and the testing, and Mayor is just so so much further down than the Darnell who we haven't even talked about Darnell right, Washington. Yeah, there's Pork yeah. Porkchop's favorite. Oh guy no, right Porkchop, Porkchop. Yeah, he really, yeah. this guy, this guy. Lord knows what he would do if we got Darnell Washington. Yeah. This now, if you want to compare Drew Sample's production to someone's production, <laughs> right. it's Darnell Washington with 25 catches. But Darnell Washington also has the best quarterback, best tight end in the draft next year I on his know. team. That's why he didn't play. <laughs> yep. I love all his athleticism, but on the field, you don't see it. Michael Mayer plays like he's faster on the field yep. than what you see out of Washington. Darn it. Just watching Darnell Washington block is just so fun, though. So fun. But yes, obviously we'd like to have seen higher production out of Darnell Washington. But when you're when you're tight end two behind Brock Bowers, good luck with that. So yeah. where do you have Darnell Washington? Is, is he a first rounder or more a second rounder in, in your opinion? Or just on your tight end board. He's 
I think Kincaid's going to end up two on my board when I when Same. I finally finalize everything. Washington's going to be three, but I can tell you all three will be in my top thirty-two players, uh, maybe even my top twenty-five players. I, I think all three's going to end up end up uh, significantly, you know, well into first-round grades and higher than what the Bengals would pick. Uh, we actually did a live mock draft last night on our podcast, and all three were gone uh, before pick twenty-eight. So. We'll see if that's how it shakes out on, you know, two weeks from today, but that's kind of where I'm at. Greg's gone. <laughs> Maybe Greg will be back. All right, so uh, another uh, position we've talked about is a another wide receiver slash returner, and this isn't a very deep draft at wide receivers, but where do you think – So the third land? round on, yeah. guys, too. It's it's, it's – it's tough, right? Because you're almost you feel like this is the swan song for Tyler Boyd, right? Yeah, yeah. We all I mean, we, that, yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is the last year. Is this the last year of his contract? Yes, yes, yes. It is. Okay, so this this is it because you're not paying. If you're paying Higgins and you're paying Chase, you're not paying right. Boyd. Right. Uh, you know, thanks for all you've done. You know, because he's been great. Absolutely. Uh, so you're looking. So you're looking for that slot receiver. Slash, you know, if you can, if they have punt return abilities, you can wipe out Trent Taylor off the team just because, you know, he can fair catch the ball. So, and he does backflips, you know, a venture formation. <laughs> I, I don't know if these guys help in the punt return game. I'll say this, but some slot receivers day three, like looking round four on that I like are like Michael Wilson from Stanford is a guy who's had some injury issues and also had some quarterbacking issues. Don't let anybody tell you Tanner McKee is a good quarterback because he's awful. <laughs> uh, but Michael Wilson really emerged at the senior bowl, great catch radius, good size, speed, length, uh, and then tested well to combine. I, I don't know if Tank Dale out of Houston, who would be a punt return option, but he's uh, – He's going to be 25 years old. Older older prospect. So there's, but day three, but but if he's on day, yeah, if he's available on day three, oh, for sure. Like all bets are off on age and all that at that point. Um, interesting. Another interesting guy, uh, Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss. Great size, like a 99% athlete. It's like we're talking to D- Dale right now. I was going to say, this is your new best friend now. <laughs> we're the same uh, guy, me and Brian, so far. Everything you said, we're like – He's a big sl- he's a big slot receiver. He's not an outside guy. So, and um, would, would they take a chance on the perceived talent that we saw as a freshman, Kayshawn Boutte of LSU? Who's another guy who has just tanked his process for the last year and a half? But if you go back to his freshman tape, he looked like a surefire top five receiver. Now I, I question if he's even going to get drafted. With some of his, he's got some off-field issues, testing issues. But if you're telling me he's and we haven't taken a receiver yet, and he's on the board in the fifth, sixth round, I don't know if I don't take that chance. You know, that late in the draft. Puka Nakua BYU is a fun name. He's more, he can be a gadget player for you. Did a lot of the end of rounds and stuff like that. He's also got a decent speed and size was having a good senior bowl week until he, uh, he got injured early on. I think he broke a finger in his hand, uh, broke a finger on his hand and had to sit out the rest of the week. And I'm going to say this guy's name 
till I just run out of breath. But he's a guy I love in college, and I'm way higher. And when I say I'm higher on him than most, he's my number 20 wide receiver overall. I don't know that other people have him draftable. It's Jason Brownlee out of Southern Miss. Uh, tremendous athlete, great size, doesn't have the top-end speed. I only think he only ran a 4.59 in the 40, but all of his other testing numbers were great. And uh, his production, outstanding. Uh, Daryl Luter is a corner out of South Alabama who I think could be a target in a late third, fourth-round area as well. He's the only guy that I ever saw get the best of uh, Luter. Uh, and he, he wins a lot of 50-50 balls, a great explosion. Like I said, he struggles to separate. But my, the problem I have with Jason Brownlee that I think is going to be his problem is where I think he's going to be drafted. I don't know how much how much uh, special team snaps he played at Southern Miss. And if you're drafting a receiver on day three, they got to play special teams. That could be yeah. the difference in him not getting drafted. Exactly because of that. Um, did you did you say um, Trey Palmer or I did uh, not? But that's the, where the Michigan uh, Jaden Reed. Those are I, two that I think mm-hmm. could be guys that could come in and be eventual slot replacements and give you the return. Uh, Jaden Reed more as a receiver, I think, is uh, I think he's a better a better receiver than uh, Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer is very fast and probably the best gunner, uh, punt gunner in this draft class. Uh, so seventh round, you haven't drafted a receiver yet. Bengals have drafted special teams only receivers in that late in the draft before. I don't know if he's available that late or not. Uh, I, I think both guys can give you some punt return ability too. Yeah, yeah, they, you're probably you're probably right on that. So that's that's why I kind of have the, both those guys. Like, I think I have uh, Jaden Reed around like third, fourth round. He's really helped himself at the Senior Bowl, and then Trey Palmer, I, I got him around fourth, fifth round, mainly because the talent transferred from LSU, like five star guy, just hasn't put it all together. But and he's also Nebraska is where he transferred to, and that's right up Zach Taylor's alley. So that's why I'm kind of like a name to keep an eye on is Trey Palmer for me. Couple other receivers we haven't talked about here that I think could be targets in the fourth, fifth round area. Charlie Jones from Purdue transferred from Iowa, high volume pass catcher this year. They could be a good slot guy. And what maybe not? I don't know how he would play in a slot, but. As a backup outside receiver, special team speed, height, weight, speed, Bryce Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia, I think was the fastest receiver at the combine this year or, or one of the fastest receivers at the combine. So it could be available on uh, day three. He has it all except hands. What <laughs> <laughs> one, one minor detail. What do you got, Greg? Um, yeah, yeah, One guy that actually the Bengals talked to, and I was talking to Dale Strawberry on the day of the combine. That got Matt Landers out of Arkansas. I mean, I saw went to Arkansas, six foot three, ran like a, a incredible forty yard dash. Four, four three seven, I think. Yeah, four three seven. I'm like, why the heck is this guy not even like in the top twenty or something at receiver? Uh, low production at Arkansas, and a source told me uh, when he was down at the Hula Bowl, uh, not the best um, character. Wow. Well, then he's probably offered the Bengals because they're big yeah. on character. So yeah. you know, I, and, and that may be why they brought him because they brought him in right as yeah. a yep. top thirty. So yeah, you know That's maybe why. they're trying to trying to get a little uh, background on him because height, weight, speed is, right. is there. Uh, Michael uh, Madden here's got a question: uh, Is Travion Williams still going to be the kickoff returner or going to be used more in the run game? I think it depends on how the draft goes. To yeah. be honest. 
100 percent that's the answer to the question i assume brandon wilson is done right yeah he's still on the team he's on the team and the yeah. safety depth isn't much right now i mean he could get squeezed out because uncle mike thomas is back right and right. yeah so i i feel like if if and it yeah, totally and they're getting a running back in this draft i just don't know where uh, uh, so i have a question if if it's figured out this is one because i i'm in love with b john robinson i'd be shocked get who him. is it <laughs> if he's there i don't see how the Bengals can pass him up i mean i just he would be how good would he be in this offense if, if yeah. he's there I haven't tend to the Eagles though. I don't think he's getting past the Eagles or Dallas. Those are my two teams. I don't think he's getting past. Yeah, there is not a harder player to mock to a team right now than Bijan Robinson, and you could mock him sixth to the Lions, and you could you could yeah. understand it. Right. Yeah. We we mocked him eighteen to the Lions last night. Uh, Tampa Bay nineteen is a. Mm-hmm. I mean. Buffalo at 27. These are all possibilities before the Bengals. Right. I don't think he's going to make it that no, far. I don't think he is either. Yeah. In the wild scenario that happens, and he is on the board at 28, <laughs> it would have to be something like Darnell Wright would still have to be on the board right. at 28. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe Kincaid could, would, would sway them off. Uh, I, I'd I, still I, take Robinson over. I would, yeah, it wouldn't even be a conversation for me. I would take Robinson. Yeah, I, yeah. Right, I mean, right, and Kansi is about the only two that I could see. Right, maybe mm-hmm. being in a conversation with. Robinson. I don't think they like Kansi as much as we think they do. Yeah, may, and maybe not, but I, I just think Robinson would be a clear cut. You have to take him. Like I have him seven overall. Like, and I'm sure the Bengals have him rated very high. At some point, they would go, oh, we're at pick 28. Yeah. He's five overall on my board. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, at some point. Value becomes. Yeah. 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 Hey, we were since you're talking, can't see. Tell me more. How do you first? I can't pronounce his name. The Clemson guy, Breezy, is it name? Is his name? Or I've heard it pronounced. Breezy. We call telling you, they said whatever the first two things you think, it's not pronounced that way. Okay. Describe (laughs) what he did. would, could you see a scenario? Because I've heard people say the Bengals could still take him if Cancy is there because he's a bigger guy, you know, AFC North type of guy. Could you? What is your take on Breesy? Would you be mad? What, what, what would your take on if we draft picked him at twenty eight? He's a good athlete. He was a what a five star player coming out of high school. Top recruit out of high school. Yeah, I mean, had had that tragedy with his sister, mm-hmm. you know, and that he didn't play a lot this year between that and injuries. So, and the tape we do have from this year is not great. It's not bad, but it's not great. And so, but I could definitely see him, the Bengals having him higher on their board than Cansey just because he's more of their their prototype mold. Mm. With that being said, and I heard someone say it on a different podcast the other night, Lou Anarumo seems to like pieces. Yes. And if you give him something different, he will make it work. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, we saw that started seeing flashes of that with Osai, who's a little undersized for the defense. And he's not Sam Hubbard or Trey Hendrickson sized, but he started flashing towards the end. 
yep. you know, penalty at the end of the AFC Championship. Game. He had so, a hell of a game in the AFC Championship yeah, uh, game. He did. Uh, what, but all anybody remembers for right. and, 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 and that sucks. That really know, sucks. I, I try to remember, remind everybody, yeah, he screwed up at the end. But Just now it, turning 23, Leslie. Yes. yes. Exactly. I, I like Great. Cam Sample, too, as well. I liked him I uh, coming out. I thought uh, he'd be on the inside, though. I'm, I'm surprised. I think so. Like, yeah, I, I, I think uh, thinking of pass rush – uh, subs and that's why and I, and I think the Bengals like Cam Sample more than like inside the building there. I think they like Cam Sample more than they say the general fan thinks right. of Cam Sample because of what you made the the pass rush snaps that you're going to get from Cancy. I I think they would be better. They feel like maybe that uh, that they can get those from Sample and use that pick somewhere else. Right, new best right, friend. Right. <laughs> this is your new best friend right here. Yeah. yeah, you, you Brian. No, well, <laughs> Jerry, you, know. you remember Jeremy? He knows like the Portsmouth area. No yeah. one knows where I'm. Well, from. you're already like, cheating on Jeremy. With I'm Brian, two hours Brian. away, Brian, from Cincinnati. So, sure. like, me Jeremy. trying to explain where I'm at to everybody is just hilarious. Because, well, like, just let Jeremy know Brian's your new best friend. So, you know, Jeremy's yeah. already out. Uh, Brian, so there's a crud load of running backs in this draft. There's like 10 or 15 we could, that have been mocked or we could choose from. Say if we don't go Gibbs or Robinson the first round, just give me – like in rounds two through – hell, rounds two through seven or whatever, two through five, what running backs do you like personally? Like think of yourself, this is a Bengals running back right can, here. The- can I add on to that, Greg? Can I say like rank Charbonnet, yeah, sure. Spears, Roshan, kind of that. Sure. I like Spears. Guys. Spears is my guy. I like him. Other than B. John. But yeah. I think Roshan is, if they haven't gone running back, I think he's the target in the third round. Okay. If, if they're sitting there, Roshan Johnson, because one, he doesn't have a lot of tread missing off the tires there because B. John was the, was the, um, yeah. You can get on out of here with that. Chris he's, he's a Kentucky. He's fan. a Kentucky fan. Yeah, Chris, Chris Rodriguez never seen a fumble he didn't like. Uh, oh, James is not going to like you, man. Yes. Um, Chris Rodriguez is fine. He's a, he's he, sixth, seventh round. Chris Rodriguez is fine. Where nowhere near he should be sniffing day two of the draft. Uh, Charbonnet, I think is the prototype running back that they would like. He just doesn't have the – he has great vision. He has He's great in the pass game. He's a good blocker, good pass catcher. He just doesn't have that breakaway speed that I think you get from Tajay Spears, who also is tremendous in the passing game. And I was one of the early people on the Tajay Spears uh, bandwagon there. I, I saw him play against Houston earlier this season – and I'm like, yeah, this guy's going up the draft board, up my board. Quick. I saw, I saw him kick my Bearcats ass twice this year. <laughs> right, that's, he's, that's he's a like. super good player. And then right. we've all seen what he did to poor Servassier Dennis at the uh, Senior Bowl practice, mm-hmm. where he just turned him in and put him in the blender there on that pass route. Yep. And and he's tremendous. He's a great player in speed and explosiveness. I love Tajay Spears. Second round, I'm I'm there. If, if that's who they go, I would I would be okay with Charbonnet. Spears, I think, is there. Another player I wouldn't hate is Devin Achain from Texas A&M. Yeah. Because of the speed. Right. I have never been so disappointed in my life than a 4-3-2-40 at the combat because I literally thought he could beat the John Ross 4 2 Oh, wow. His 100-meter time in high school – uh, in, in Texas 
translated to a 41940 if you take his 100 meter time. Mm-hmm. He's got that kind of speed. He's listed at 5'8, I think 185. So you're screaming undersized running back. He's a, not a three down back. No, go watch the tape this year, Texas AM. He ran between the tackles and averaged almost seven yards of carry in the SEC. Mm. And has 185 pounds. That's and good. he's got that breakaway speed. Right. I would like to see more in the receiving game from, from Rochain. Uh, but, you know, players have, we've seen, they, they've developed. Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin is a prime example of, of developing into a pass passing game running back in the NFL. But with that, you can't teach. Right. You can't teach that kind of speed that a chain's got. Uh, and a couple of the third round running backs, I think the Bengals could be interested in. Chase Brown from Illinois uh, is another guy who I think lacks a little in the pass game, but you know has uh, the ability in the run game. Israel Abanacanda from Pitt. Home run running back there, great in the pass game as well. Twenty years he's, old, he's 20, twenty years old. Yeah, twenty years old. So that that's second round. And if they do double dip at running back, which I'm not ruling that out as well, I think fifth, sixth round Keaton Mitchell out of East yes, Carolina is a just guy I love. Love Keaton Mitchell uh, for his home run hitting ability. Uh, Dwayne McBride from UAB is another uh, running back in that fourth, fifth round area they could look at. Uh, and an undrafted player, I think they should uh, bring. They, they brought in for a visit Xavier Valade from Arizona State. He's older. Mm-hmm. I think he's a PFA. Uh, another potential PFA is a BYU running back Christopher Brooks. I think he's a solid all around back. Had a great game, a uh, great week at the Hula Bowl down there. I thought he should have been at one of the uh, bigger All Star games. So, with all the running back talk here, what, what's your thoughts on? Joe Mixon. I mean, are you okay? Well, I don't think you're okay with him coming back at, at 17 million, but are you okay? Dude, you just keep raising the price. Yeah, dude. 12 million, sorry. Whatever. It's 12.7. I, I, get, I, I get him and Jonah mixed up. Sorry. Uh, no, they're tw- both the same. They're like yeah. the same. 12.6 and 12.7. Whatever. Uh, I don't do numbers. But um, where are you at with, with, with him as far as, as the Bengals? Are, are you okay with bringing him back or at a lower cost? Or just where are you at on the whole mixing front? I'm okay with bringing him back at a lower number. They cannot, and I repeat, cannot go into next season with him taking 12.7 million in the cap. Right. Um, Cutter. We, we've seen the Bengals do bold and new things we've never seen before. Signing Orlando Brown, that's not some – the money they spent right. in free agency the last couple of seasons, they've never done this before, right? right. So this is this is – we're in uncharted territory here. So what's to say we can't do a post-June 1st cut – with Joe Mixon and spread this out because the salary cap's just going to keep going up right. and up and up. That two and a half million dollars you push into 2024, that's pocket change on the cap next year. And then with the post June first cut, you open up the, the cap room becomes available after June the first, and then that's when you get your Higgins extension done. Because uh, I, I think Joe Burrow's extension's done probably not long after the draft. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully soon here. No, hey, you guys I, want to do a mock draft? Let's do this. <laughs> the Brian's got that much time. <laughs> it's how much, how much we'll time do you Brian? We'll do what y'all want to do, man. No, you don't. Yeah, I'm just going to say. Go ahead. Set, set one up, Dale. If you want you want to set it up, I got, I got a question to put up here for him. Oh, I I can't set it up on your thing. Sure you can. He's got to set up and, and share it with me, just like you okay. did before. Like, yeah. All right, so um, uh, what, do you, uh, what do you think about Zach Koontz, potential uh, late-round pick? I define late round pick because I think if you're drafting Zach Kuntz, it's probably going to be no later than the fourth round. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and I, I think Zach Koontz is a perfect target if we if what we talked about earlier, where you move back into the second round out of the first and you get a mid-round fourth or early fourth round pick out of that in the move back, I think Zach Koontz is a perfect target there early in the fourth round because I'm not sure he makes it to the Bengals pick uh, at the bottom of the fourth round. Just, I mean, he's a perfect 10 athlete at the position. The best, best testing tight end in, since 1987. So, yeah, no. The, them guys don't uh, don't tend to fall. Rowdy here says, "So what do you th- what do we pay Jonah one million per sack allowed? So he earns twenty million in twenty twenty four. Where where I, I got a question. Where are you? Where were you at on Jonah before we got Orlando Brown? Because we all kept saying he's an average left tackle, you know. And if he was in the free agents market, he'd probably get big money this year. I or, think or- left tackle would have been uh, a prime target there and." And we, we didn't talk about him earlier when we were talking about tackles, but Anton Harrison from Oklahoma is a guy you're seeing consistently mocked to the Bengals, but he was a left tackle at he Oklahoma. He is a but way better left tackle than right. Yeah. So you're asking him to convert to right tackle, not dissimilarly from – but at least with Jonah Williams, you had significant snap numbers with him at right tackle. Granted, it was as a freshman at Alabama, but you, you've seen him play right tackle at some point on a game tape. Anton Harrison, I think, had 30 snaps maybe – as a right tackle. Nope. So you're asking him to make that conversion. And I don't know if that's worth a worthwhile gamble to take, but uh, if they do draft a right tackle, be it Harrison or be it Wright or Jones or. So, some of my third round guys, and I want your opinion on these guys, because there's some other Bengals fans that uh, are higher, really high on some of these guys, but. I like Wanya Morris from Oklahoma, and then McClendon from Georgia is somebody who uh, Parker Blake is very, very high on. So, like, those two going to big schools, and they played right tackle mostly. Yeah, I think Wanya Morris, uh, he was okay at the senior bowl. He, he kind of got – he had some, some rough reps there. Uh, not going to lie to you about it. Uh, but he was uh, – but like you said, right tackle uh, – Third round, yeah. I mean, maybe uh, he tested okay. Uh, I mentioned Tyler Steen earlier. I like him a, a, a fair amount. He's Steen's actually my number eight tackle. Yeah. Uh, Blake Freeland is another guy that I hear talked about a lot. If he's available in the, I mean, he could be the pick in the second round uh, if he's on the board uh, out of BYU. Tested great, and despite being from BYU, he's actually not that old. So, Would he be a right tackle though? Like his frame screams left tackle. To me, also it, it, it does, and he's also, and that's where he's played. But you have to think with his length and athleticism, he could maybe, maybe pack yeah. on 10, 15 pounds and play right tackle. I, unless they draft one in the first round, I still think Jonah's on this team. I, yeah. I agree. I, I, I don't yeah. see one of these guys because that's like I have after uh, Wright and Jones, I have Harrison, who I think is left tackle, Bergeron, who I think is left tackle or guard, Freeland, who I think is left tackle, Steen, I have him there. I wouldn't be that. I have him as like a late second, early third. And then I have McClendon, Morris, and Jalen Duncan is left tackle, but, man, he played like shit last year in general. I only put him trait-wise still in that like – early fourth round spot. Yeah, it, it, it gets lean. <laughs> it gets <laughs> After, lean quick. It gets lean. So that's what I'm saying. If they if they don't get a guy in the first round, 
at right tackle. I think Jonah's here through next year. Now, if they were to get that guy, I think Jonah's traded probably on Saturday. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I've said. said. Hey, I've said if, if, if they trade him, it's it's during the draft is when they're trading him. I think. And, After that, and, and unlike Mixon, there is no cap ramifications for a trade or a right. nope. release of Jonah Williams. I don't think they'll release him at all. But no. I, I think a trade, and that's twelve twelve and a half million gone immediately. Mm-hmm. That can go to Higgins or Logan Wilson. So. And you those are guys. A, you could take a fifth round pick if, if you right. want to. It doesn't just matter. Get rid of the money. Just, just could, give me a conditional 2024 pick at that point. I don't care. Just just go. Yeah. All right. Um, real quick, get this up before we start this mock draft here about my UC guys here. So, what about uh, Ivan Pace? Where you got uh, him at? Special teams guy, fifth, sixth round. Uh, tackling machine, great production, but, you know, 5'10. No, when no we sale. brought, when we. Uh, brought Pratt back. I just I don't see the roster spot. No, no room. Now, the caveat being that you have three linebackers all off the books next year, technically, because Logan Wilson no contract next year. Akeem Davis Gaither, Marcus Bailey, all drafted in the same draft class, all off the roster next year. So fifth, sixth round linebacker. I don't hate it. Because, that, you know, how do they roster him this year? That's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. But there are some guys that I like, you know, for that in the late rounds. All right, you want to do this thing? I love that you're using uh, mock draft database. Uh, Denny's a big, uh, he's a f- friend of our podcast and uh, love his site. Awesome. All right, let's get this thing do going you, here. Do you guys have one? Do you have a simulator? No, we ain't okay. got that. Ki- we ain't say, got that kind of ingenuity. <laughs> no, well, I was gonna say I would have brought that up if you did. I, I was like, shit, did I just be a complete asshole? You know, <laughs> man, that's the second one we did. Will Levitz is still there. I'm shocked. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he keeps being there, and like in real life, I think he probably should be, but I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, I think he definitely. So there's be. there's Forbes, Forbes Smith, Ringo at corner. Kincaid uh, was also there. Our, our D lineman went. Mozzie mm-hmm. Smith's the next Smith's best there. thing. And then there's Kincaid and Musgrave. So essentially up, here. Harrison and Jones. Gibbs. And then Branch if the safety, Branch. but I don't really see it. So I, I'm looking to Juan Jones, Kincaid, Gibbs, and Forbes. With what's on the board here, I, I would be hard-pressed to say I would maybe pick Forbes here because I think I can come back on Kraft in the second round. Yeah. The Bengals okay. will pick Kincaid if this is how the board falls. You think so? I think so. They've shown that they're – this is Frank Ragno all over again. They're tipping their hand here that they like Kincaid. They're, they're, they have no subtlety when it comes to <laughs> draft players that they like. We've seen it way too often. I think they've gotten better at that. Like I feel like that what that this group isn't as bad. Like they bring in a lot of undrafted guys for their top thirties, and then question marks with medicals and stuff like that, which is what you should be bringing in. Yeah. Now, Brian, let me ask you this: Do you think could K could have potentially replace Tyler Boyd since he's so athletic? Could yes. He Tyler Boyd in the slot. Do you think? I think that if you, I think with Kincaid. 
even Mayer or Laporta or Musgrave, I think any of these guys uh, could take a chunk of the slot snaps next year. No, really? Wow. Yeah. Is that something to think about? Yeah. So, All right, so Kincaid? Kincaid? Yeah. I, I think Kincaid. All right, let's go Kincaid. All right. All right, let's, let's do it. I'm just going to turn down all we're the turn, yeah, we're gonna be some, of these, some of these trades are oh, awesome dude, some, Well, we took one earlier on Bengals right. and Brews. That's the show I host. And uh, we traded down one spot and gained three picks. Those picks ended up being Tucker Craft and uh, Caillou Blue Kelly and somebody else toward mm-hmm. the end of the draft. So, so I'm just curious, was Kraft, is Craft off the board? Let's see. No? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Let's see. Cooks is there. Craft is going and, and so tight end got picked clean. Yep. <laughs> Pick clean, so you feel better about it. So now yep. corner, on the other hand, you got Turner, Stevenson, yep. Stevenson Williams, there. Rush, those four, especially. <laughs> Williams coming off the injury. I don't know. I think I'd have the other three over him. Well, I know that's how I have it ranked, but. Foskey and Hall are interesting here at Edge. Mm-hmm. Now you look at offensive tackle Bergeron. That's it, but I don't know that he can no. play right. I, I, I don't like the tackles here. Uh, Foskey is very interesting. The running backs here are interesting, but I think we can wait on those guys. I love Tillman, by the way. I, do I was confessing that too. earlier. He's, he's better than Hyatt. I, I, he's a better prospect than Hyatt to me. Oh, my God. Jesus. All right, the boner's going up. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, just keeps going up. Uh, to answer Michael Madden's question, yeah, Kincaid did get a clean bill of health. Yes, he has. So the overall board, I mean, Simpson, obviously, but we don't need a linebacker. No. I, I think with the board right here, as much as I love Darius Rush in this spot, if the board falls this way, it's I, I think it's Foskey is the pick. I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, you're, you're talking double-digit sacks back-to-back years at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. The production's there. Put it on Good, the he's a great athlete. Yeah, I think that's a slam dunk pick if he's on the board at 60. I, I think it's a good pick, too. I don't think you can go wrong. Like we got all A's so far, so we're doing good. If I was higher on Stevenson, man, see, and tell, this is what pissed me. Tittman and – Tillman and Bergeron, mm-hmm. like, I like Bergeron. Yeah, neither none of them should be there at ninety-two. No. No. So here's a here's where I'm looking. I would look I would, at Stevenson. Oh, there. there, Rush Ooh. is there. Wow, Rush. Oh. <laughs> I mean, all in a good way, though. You know, right? I mean, no, yeah. Spears and Roshan at running ah. back. Help us out, we need you, bud. Wow. I like Spears. <laughs> That's my dude. Wow. What do you think, Brian? If Spears is still here at 92, I would be shocked. I would too, but I, I dude, I'd take him. <laughs> I'd have yeah, he's, he's the pick. He's the pick here all day if he's on the board, I think. Who were the other running backs still on the board? Was it Roshan was the next one? Roshan what? Uh, it's, it's, and is then he still Bigsby there? and a Kanda. Mm. Yeah. Chase Brown, McBride, Miller, Mitch. So, yeah, let's, let's go with Tajay Spears here. Uh, all right, another ray. There we go. 
So we got two offense and one defense at this point. Build for the trenches. <laughs> Roshan's still on the board. See? Hang out. Yeah. And there's Boots and then Jaden Reed. Airbig, who I said on the Bengals of Bruise earlier that I'm higher on than most people, but I want he's, him to be. He's a another one of those undersized edge guys. He's like Nolan Smith, and we don't run a three-four. Like by the way, bro, respect to the cup you're drinking out of. It's a it's a, it's a Bengals cup you got from the stadium there. It is. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, shout out to Paycor Stadium, which only stadium I've ever been in in my life that serves Dr Pepper. <laughs> Shout there out to those guys. <laughs> that makes it the best stadium I've ever been in. Now, did you bring in some fireball to put in with your Dr. Pepper? I, 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 I don't drink. drink. Oh. <laughs> well, sorry. That's why I like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> so, I'm no, we're no longer best friends. Sorry. It was close. We were so close. Um, so at corner, we got Riley Moss and Caillou Blue Kelly and Corey Trice. All three of those, I think. Corey Trice is interesting because he looks – and is built like what they want at corner. He is a big, fast, athletic guy <laughs> for a three-way. That's <laughs> that. That's funny. I have, have just out of curiosity, have any of y'all read the what I think he's alluding to there with uh, yeah, Boot? Yep, we got okay. a buddy that's an LSU fan, and uh-huh. he's well, filled us in uh, very, very much. On that. So <laughs> he he gets a little sucked into LSU players. Let's put it that way. Man, um, I'm telling even Voorhees here, who's injured, would be taking like a red. If Voorhees is on the see, I don't know that I want to take a red shirt guy. Right. I know. Hey, Jaden Reed. So, Jay, I think the pick here is between Jay Two. Reed and uh, Corey Trice, the corner from Purdue. And I'm since we've we're loading up on offense here already. I, I think Corey Trice is is you, the pick here. At you um, want to double up on, on tight end there and then take Koontz? So we double up on tight ends. Oh, yeah. yeah, come on, man. It's tempting. Well, yeah, I, I think we'll get another tight end later. Yeah, okay. Right. I like Shoemaker too if he's still there. Corey Trice. So you like Trice more than uh, Blue Kelly? I don't. Okay. I think I the Bengals. Say, I don't either. But. No, I love – I've been a Caillou Blue Kelly fan since going back to last year. Um, I don't even know why he's so far down, honestly. I, I think people relate to him. I think he's a third-round – potential third-round pick. Um, so, let's look at the offensive line here. Saldivari. There's the pick. Just, just, just take him. We, we don't even need to look hey, at anything Voorhees else. is still on the board. Sal is not an offensive tackle. He played yeah. right tackle at Old Dominion, but I he think he didn't always play right tackle, though. He played interior even at yeah. Old Dominion. So. He was a center. He also played center at the senior bowl all week. Played left guard, played right guard, played left. He played all five offensive line spots as a senior bowl. I think he is the guy. Is is Kuhn still available? No. Nope. So we'll we'll straight. come back to tight end. Let's draft Nick Saldivari to back up all five mm-hmm. offensive line positions here. What are your thoughts on Kobe Turner? Because uh, we haven't good athlete, three good athlete, and that's probably a position I should have looked at before now. But at this point, like I said, I want a backup, a solid backup offensive lineman here, and that's what we're drafting I in, can't argue in the with fifth that. round. And yeah. you can work with Saldivari to mm-hmm. hopefully a year yeah. from now, maybe he's your starter. Correct. Yeah. All right, now we, now I'm curious what what where the tight ends are. If Schumacher's still there, which I doubt. What's your take on Schumacher, Brian? Are you a big fan of him? Not. Nah. Shoemaker. He's Shoemaker. Okay. Shoemaker, sorry. 
Uh, I just hard to judge. I mean, his production wasn't great. He's a good athlete, but I he doesn't look like on tape. He doesn't look like the athlete that he tested at. Okay. Ooh, oof. Jalen Redmond is really standing up, and Braden Daniels mm-hmm. both. Yeah, I am very. I'm well. Braden Daniels, I'm super high on. I've said yeah. that before on here, but. But Redmond, with us not yeah. having a three tag, yeah, yeah, I think. I, what are the other interior defensive line looking like here? Uh, let me go to that. So yeah. Red, Redmond is by far and away the best yeah. player here. Just let me, let's see wide receiver right quick before we. I, I, I feel like Redmond's going to mm-hmm. be a pick. Oh, I mentioned earlier Ronnie Bell's that could be that slot return man option we were talking about earlier, right. but maybe he falls into the seventh. We'll see. Uh, but let's go with uh, – we haven't drafted that three-tech yet, so let's yep. go with uh, Jalen Redmond here, who gives you that pass rush upside. I think that's a great pick. Yep. Me too. Man, A-plus – dude, Brian, man, this is our first K draft so far, buddy. Well, we're not there yet. Yes, we're not. You just jinx us now, Greg. Yeah, oh, man. I'm sorry, Davis Allen. But that, it'll probably screw us because we'd be doubling up at tight end. Yeah. And they frown upon it on this one. Yep. But man, that stands out to me as like, I I have Davis Allen as a fourth to fifth round guy. Let's look at the wide receivers before I double up on tight end here. Ronnie, there's Bell. Ronnie Bell. There's Ronnie go. Bell. I, I, there, there's our there's our slot uh, yep. slash punt returner. Yep. Put him on the board. A plus. Hey! Woo! All right, Brian. Yeah. Congrats, Brian. You guys want to recap it, or we just go back and watch? We talked about them. (laughs) Brian, you got our first egg. Thank you so much. Glad I could do it. (laughs) One thing I do want to ask you, uh, tight end still, uh, about Josh Wiley. Where are you at on him? Because that is one. I'm a Bearcat fan. I I like him a lot. I think he is going to be a better uh, NFL tight end than he was a college uh, tight end, to be honest. I agree with that assessment. I think he's going to end up coming off the board early on day three. I think uh, some of these guys, they're all kind of, I don't want to say clumped together, but like Josh Wiley, uh, Cameron Latu from Alabama, Will Mallory from Miami, uh, Britton Strange. I kind of have them all pretty close. So I think early day three, we're going to see a run on those guys. Maybe, you know, at the top all the way to about midway through the fourth round, we're going to start seeing some of those guys come off. Awesome, awesome. Brian, this has been an absolute blast. I appreciate you coming on, dude. You've been on for over an hour. I didn't even ask you how much time you had, so I I, I appreciate you hanging out with us. Tell everybody where they can follow you at. I definitely want to get you back on the show again, You know, maybe closer to draft or definitely after the draft for sure. Hey, maybe on the draft. Me and I already, I yeah, they're, they're oh, live streaming. You, okay. you missed it. I already asked. Is they're live streaming too? Yeah, yeah, they're live streaming too. So that, you're, yeah. you're as crazy as us. Yeah. So respect. Yeah, we that. did it last year. I was telling them. it's It, it gets rough uh, about halfway through day three. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a slog, but it's fun. We have fun with it. But, yeah. yeah it's gonna be me, uh, me, me and Dale on uh, uh, the whole time. We're going to have a whole bunch of people jump on with us. But, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be I'm gonna not, be fun. I'm but. looking forward to it, but I'm also like, oh, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> it, is, but, it is a lot. Okay, good. Uh, plug yourself for. Let you go there, Brian. Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. Uh, go to DraftCountdown.com. Myself, Shane, and we've got others that we're daily draft content every day between now and mid mid May, and then we pick back up again mid August and start it all over for the 2024 draft. Um, if you subscribe, actually, um, 
before I say where to subscribe to, go to draftcountdown.com right now. We're running a mock draft contest uh, in conjunction with Tolis the Titles. Uh, that we've got uh, instructions on what what you got to do is subscribing to our YouTube channel, subscribing to their YouTube channel. It's, it's a couple other things. It's easy to do, free to enter. Uh, and for every uh, 20 entries or every 10 entries we get, $20 goes in the pot, $500 to the winner. Sweet. Uh, uh, maximum five hundred dollars to the winner, it. I should say. Let's do it, boys. But uh, so go to uh, and our YouTube channel is YouTube.com/slash the Draft Countdown. Uh, we go live every Wednesday night uh, with, with uh, a podcast every week, and like I said, we're also going to be uh, live streaming during the draft as well. So right. everybody's more than welcome to pop on there. And uh, so yeah, it's good, good, good times. Uh, so yeah, everybody do that. Go to DraftCountdown.com and get in that contest. Just show everybody where to subscribe to your to your website at as you get that part out. Yeah, draftcountdown.com will and it, uh, on the search bar there at the top, it's got a link and it'll tell you everything you need to know on how to enter the contest. Awesome, awesome. Well, Brian, hey, right. Seriously, dude, appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. This has been a blast. I said we're we're gonna have to do this again sometime Absolutely. soon. Sounds good, guys, man. I appreciate you guys for uh for having me on. Always love talking Bengals and especially love talking draft. Thank Absolutely. you. Good day, brother. Good day, brother. Good day, guys. Oops, wrong person. <laughs> Hit the wrong person. There you go. Get the fuck out of here, Greg. Get out of here, Greg. Greg. <laughs> Kicked you out. Anyway, hey, that was cool. Hey, shout out to Greg right here. He's the, he's the dude that set this up. I appreciate it, Greg. Good job, like Greg. That. Brian is awesome. I've watched him on Bengal Jim's show before, and I try and get him on, and I shout out to you for helping Helped me out and getting him on the show. That was that was cool. That was uh, well, I think that was that was Dale's dude's best friend. Every time we brought a player up, Dale's like, "Yep, yep, yeah." Happy birthday oh, to you. Yep. Tomorrow's it. Happy tomorrow. birthday <laughs> to you, Iceman. <laughs> Happy birthday, Big Daddy Iceman. Happy birthday to you. That was, that wasn't creepy yeah. at all. You, you're enjoying that microphone way too much. <laughs> anyway, thank you. I won't be on tomorrow because it is my birthday, but you guys are probably going to do something tomorrow. Yeah, Bruce. Probably do a show at 3.30 and then Derek and Joe, you know, they show up once a week. So yeah. They said 8 o'clock. So I, might, o'clock. I, might, I might get on there. We'll see. Uh, maybe they'll send me a link. I'll, you guys I'll be on there at 3.30, me and Greg. I might send me a link. I might jump on as I'm driving down to somewhere or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. You never know. Like I did, I was on vacation. I jumped on. You know, that's I true, did. Jeremy. What's that? If you were a real best friend, you meet us at the river. <laughs> My, I, I have to, I have to. Oh, oh never mind. Just whatever. <laughs> yeah, so you ain't gonna say nothing. He knows. He knows he ain't gonna do. Uh, all right, Greg. Hey, what you got anything on rally or anything you want to plug for? Let you go. Many, uh, we're, still rally. we're still doing rallies Mondays uh, at seven. Please tune in. You know, ah, uh, dude, rallies, big view for those fries. Oh. Hey, no, rallies has some of the best. Uh, maybe that should be a new post. Who has the best fries between rallies, Penn Station, a couple of those? Maybe I'll think of something like that. Rallies, catch us rally around the natties Monday at seven o'clock with me. Cincy James Santorian Bangle Dad. Hey, yeah. if, hey, if he's gonna buy you a birthday steak, that's worth driving in for because that's yeah. just expensive. Yeah, <laughs> you got well, you th- think is you got to do it like on a weekend because you're two hours away. Yeah, and I gotta be at work at like you know three o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, when I do it, it's gotta be on a weekend when I don't have to get up and go to work. You know what I'm saying? All right, Gregor, thanks, brother. Appreciate you.
Hey, you got something else you're doing? You know, anything else you want to Trying to shout out Bengals and Brews, man. Need, yeah. What do you got? Gotta, gotta get everyone to subscribe to Bengals and Brews, our channel, YouTube channel. Yeah. We got a merch shop. Anybody wants to buy a hat? We got hat. I don't even know what all's on there. You honestly. got hats. You got shirts. Shirts, shirts and hats. Stickers. There's stickers. some other stuff. When, when, is the, when is the Dick Eater shirt coming out? That's what I want to know. I mean, that's Willie. That's Willie's territory. <laughs> like, you just look like a Dick Eater. <laughs> I, saw, I couldn't help it. I had to ask you the other day, what part of, of Willie's face made you think Dick Eater? Well, that's what, then it was like, somebody's like, Dilda actually making fun of I'm like, I'm not trying to make fun of I'm not trying to make funny. fun of it. Just, it was just funny. Like, I would expect people to laugh at me if right. somebody, if somebody yeah. said that. Absolutely, I expect somebody to laugh at me if that that happened. Uh, anyway, brother, I'll see you hopefully Monday, if not tomorrow. But uh, no, yeah. have a have a good birthday. Uh, plow your wife. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe maybe even get a little, yeah, you know, because it is your birthday. It is. I think you should have some ice cream. Where are you going out to eat? Uh, we're going to go down to the banks. I don't know. We're going to hit. Okay. Uh, so you ain't worried about really getting anything to eat. Well, you yeah, know, get some drinks. Yeah, I'll get some eat, drinks. Eat something. Maybe I get some skyline before I head down. I don't know. And then maybe a little, little sucky, sucky. Well, let's see. A little sucky, sucky, fucky, fucky. It yeah. is. It is Jeffy's birthday week. You never yeah. know. How old you gonna be? Forty-eight. Forty-eight. Yeah. By, uh, Closer to fifty. The age of I don't really have anything for that. It's, it's like I'm I'm 38, so it's like <laughs> that. Also, there's nothing so to go really, with that. Yeah, once you get that old, it doesn't really matter anymore. It's like, well, I'll be 40. You'll be 50 soon. Wow, let's celebrate Yay! being old as fuck. Yeah, yeah woo! But, that's right. I, I always tell tell Jen she's she's gonna turn 50 before I am. I, I'm, you know, by a couple months, I I'll marry to an older woman. <laughs> Good. Gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> exactly. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Who right, Love y'all. Who day? Love you later. All right, guys. Hope you appreciate that. That was awesome. I mean, Brian is really good at what he does. He got us all A's on our mock draft. So make sure you go uh, subscribe to his channel. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Go subscribe to their website. It's awesome. Go get into the uh, draft contest or yeah, the draft contest. I think me and Dale are probably gonna do that. Um, so anyway, yeah, go go check them out and. Uh, yeah, that was really, really good show. I appreciate that. Let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and then, of course, you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trinipole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling out the sound later on tonight. Put it on the podcast. So if you missed any of it and you don't want to watch it for an hour and 18 minutes right now, you can listen to it. Check it out. It's on Beanpod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Blade, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a five-star review so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. YouTubers, we're at 2,184 subscribers. You guys are awesome. Like I said, I want for you guys watching. Nope, I wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff. So we got a good show coming at you uh, Monday. I got uh, Tyler Dunn from uh, another draft guy from the Go Long uh, website. Uh, I've been trying to get him on for the past year. We haven't been able to link up. He's finally going to be able to come on the show. Uh, he said around six, so we'll probably talk a little bit, me and Dale, before uh, the show. You know, we'll start at 530, and uh, he'll join us around six, six o'clock on Monday. 
So make sure you check that out. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Like I said, no show tomorrow. Tomorrow's my birthday, so I'm going to go hang out with the family. Have a good time. Hopefully, God willing, watch the Reds win. That'd be nice. Let's, you know, go watch a good pitcher performance and then the bullpen blow it. Who knows? We'll see. Anyway, ready? Other than that, that's your sports, baby. See ya! Talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. Then throw Boyd in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, show Boys had it really gritty. They tried to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, ride to the go and get it. Never know what's gonna happen when Joe drop back. He gets shifty in the pocket, I get shifty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. And came across nobody yet, it seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Von gon' ring your I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse Bates in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field. We can't go back to what we was, cause that's the losing weight. It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight. It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it. Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him. And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him. Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him. Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash. Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash. Every week it seem like Lou digging deeper in his bag. And if the game on the line, all my favorite money match. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. What do we say, dog?